Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 219. My name is Matt, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Evan. How we doing? Uh, you know, we just live in life. Uh, work week done. Uh, Thanksgiving tomorrow. Got to get together, though, and, and kind of go over what's going on uh, this weekend since the uh, international break has thankfully uh, abandoned us. It's, it's over. Thank God. Yes. The last one of 2023. Uh, this weekend should be interesting for all the gamblers out there. We got mm. NFL Thursday, Friday. We got college football final regular season games setting up for championship match or conference championship matches, which should be fun. Yeah. Um, but speaking of tournaments and finals and that, we wanted to recap the Euros here, the, the final games played out, and we got the draws. The four pots are here. I don't know if you looked into it. But, I have not seen the final pots. I yep. knew we talk about it. So, yep. So, twenty-one teams of the twenty-four have qualified. There are twelve teams that made the playoffs for three final spots. Of those twelve teams, I'm going to list them here. You tell me which three you think are going to make it: Poland, Wales, Estonia, Finland, Ukraine, Iceland, Israel, Bosnia, Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece, and Kazakhstan. I'd probably go Poland, Ukraine, and Georgia. Um, I watched Georgia a few days ago. I forget exactly who they were playing, but I tuned in just to see uh, Kvica, uh, Kvaracelia. I, I He's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, Poland's uh, record is not great. Uh, the, typically, Lewandowski kind of steps off the gas uh, when he's playing for his international side. And maybe that's because the level of service he's getting uh, on the Polish national team isn't quite uh, what he's used to and has been used to at Dortmund, Bayern, and Barcelona throughout his career. Um, but yeah, I think those are the three teams. Ukraine, more than anything, I think it's a passion thing. Um, they've, they've come out. Oh, yeah, exactly. And he's been he's been great in, for his, the international team. I mean, he's been sensational. I think he got hurt, actually, um, in the last game that I watched. But... Um, that's more of like a passion thing because of obviously everything that's going on in Ukraine. Um, the, the boys came out and said, the Ukrainian team said, we will not give up, uh, you know, on qualifying for, for the Euro. Obviously it means a ton to them right now as a country, uh, in turmoil. I think those are the three teams. If you look at quality names on the sheets, um, those are the guys that I would back to get in. Yeah. Ukraine played Italy who they were level on points with going into the last game, and the draw didn't help them since Italy had a better goal differential, so they had to win that. But Italy are the reigning champs, we forget, back 2021, after they had to make it up for the COVID in 2020. They beat England in penalties at Wembley in the final, so they're the defending champs. We haven't seen them have a good um, national international uh, presence, I should say. They've been fumbling the bag every bit, and they almost dropped it here going into the playoffs. But... Uh, looking more into it, there are three semifinal paths with four teams in each. Some of those aren't decided yet, but uh, path C, we have Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece, and Kazakhstan. So one of those teams will get through in that one. B, there are some some teams that aren't decided. I guess there's a draw that needs to happen. You got Israel, Ukraine, Iceland, Bosnia, Finland, or yeah, out of those five. And then path A has Poland, Estonia, Wales, 
and then one of those Finland, Ukraine, Iceland. Those are the three teams that are, I guess, have to be drawn into one of those other spots. But mm-hmm. Estonia, for me, I don't know if you saw, they played eight eight of the games. They lost. They lost seven out of the eight. Drew one. Two goals yep. for twenty two against negative twenty goal differential. They're set to play Poland in the first semifinal in one of those paths. That's, yeah, that's a. I, I, I tried understanding how it worked. They were saying it was based off of coefficients like... and stuff for yeah how that works, how teams qualify for Champions League, and how leagues are given more spots in European competitions than others. Like how at the end of this season potentially there could be five Premier League clubs mm. granted Champions League positions. So. Yeah, that was I, that was weird. It was hard to understand. There's they had there's all these different tournaments and there's new rules and that. And it's just hard to keep up. Yeah, I mean, if it's a UEFA tournament and the Euro is a UEFA tournament, chances are that it's going to be quite strange. Uh, and that's you know, pretty much always the case with the qualifying. There's always a couple of weird teams that sneak in. There's always a couple of big teams that miss out. Um, so uh, who knows? I mean. Estonia's qualifying record is absolutely fucking horrific. Uh, my question was, Norway's going to miss out, right? They're not. They're not qualified. Yeah, that was going to be my next point. We they finished fucking horrible. They finished third in their group behind Scotland and second. Scott McTominay was the fifth top scorer of the, the qualifying with seven. I saw Lukaku topped it out with fourteen. Um, but yeah, they finished third in their group. They don't make it off the coefficient. Um, yeah. Martin Odegaard and Holland can't get the job done, but a Gareth Bale previously got Wales to a World Cup. Yeah, is there is there a comparison there, or is this just is there? I don't know. I don't really know where to go with this. It's really disappointing to see Holland miss three straight <laughs> major tournaments now, two Euros and a World Cup. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a testament to Holland's effectiveness in general. When you think about the clubs that he's played for. Uh, you're looking at clubs that have been able to provide him with top service. Um, now, when he goes, away, the level of service drops off the off the cliff. You know, um, he's known to score a lot of tap in. He, he he's known to use his head a lot to finish close range to goal. No doubt, he's an incredible player, incredible striker. Um, but some players never get it done for their international team. I mean. There are Brazilian teams with players who were unbelievable. Zico is a player that comes to mind. Well, that's that's way back in the day. Don't expect anybody to know who Zico is, but was never able to to get it done in a major tournament. Uh, he at least was making major tournaments. But Norway, it's very possible that the rest of of Holland's career, we maybe see him once or twice. Um, I think Odegaard's obviously a fantastic player. I have a, a huge spot in my heart for him. Um, but the rest of that team is just not really up to snuff. And if you don't get it done in, in your first couple qualifier games and it starts to come down to the sweaty sweaty stuff, then sometimes you just don't make it through. And I mean, there, there are major teams that have missed out on, on tournaments before. Um, the U.S. missed out on a fucking World Cup. Uh, England has missed out on World Cups and Euros uh, back in the day. It, it does happen. I obviously don't want to see that for, for Holland. I'd love to see him in a major tournament because he's so threatening. But this is part of, you know, playing, or, well, not really playing. It's not as if he has a choice, but being born in a smaller nation. And actually, 
Holland could probably play for England. I believe he was born in England because Alfie Holland was playing at Leeds at that point, I think. Yeah, that's potentially there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Portugal was the only team I saw to go and beat, and they went 10-0. and yeah, Ronaldo, yeah. Ronaldo had 10 goals in the qualifiers, which I think finished tied second. All right. Uh, before we get to the Prem stuff, I wanted to go over these pots and break down maybe who you think right now would be the favorite. Let's let's start in pot. Let's just start from the top. Pot one. This is where all the big dogs are. Obviously, Germany's in here. They are the hosts, followed by Portugal, France, Spain, Belgium, and England. Out of those six, which is the one team you do not want in your group? The team you think is going to top it? Well, I'm just saying they all can't. They're all going to be in different groups. Well, they're going to be the head dogs in their group. Which which team out of those six would you not want to have to play? Um, at this point in time, I I guess France, right? Um, yeah, they World are the, Cup. They're the betting What's favorites up? right now. Yeah, World Cup finalists. Uh, I don't think anybody ever wants to have to come up against Mbappe. Uh, they have one of the most unbelievably solid center uh, of the parks that I've ever seen. Chouameni is in there. You've got Camavinga. Uh, so many unbelievable players in there. Griezmann. Giroud, Giroud still hasn't retired. Um, this is going to be a nightmare team to play against. Not to mention how good that back line is with Theo Hernandez. Uh, you have Big Mike Mignon in goal. Uh, this is a crazy France team. Uh, one of the best international teams I've ever seen. I, I do not think he wants to come up against them, and specifically Mbappe, um, who's going to have you know a chip on his shoulder after losing that World Cup final and then still winning the Golden Boot. Yeah, I misspoke. France is the second favorite. Who's number one? England. England right now is the betting favorite. Fuck off. It's not no. by much. It's this is all FanDuel. England is plus three seventy. France three ninety, and then a big drop off Germany. The hosts at seven fifty. Yeah, all right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so pot one should be interesting. Uh, out of all those teams in your gut, who do you think is going to be disappointing the most? Have the most uh, disappointing tournament? That's got to be, I think that's got to be Spain. Really? Uh, this This Spain team does not inspire me. It's young. Uh, a lot of the leftover, you know, fringe guys that were on the team, uh, even at the World Cup, have kind of reached their maturing age they're they're a bit old um i don't trust i think actually gavi or pedri one of the two for barcelona is injured and will be out out um it's gavi yeah it's gavi he's like it's an acl i think or something like that he's he's very injured um you're relying on guys like ferran torres up top to be your stalwart or your um like talisman striker i don't know this this main team Based on the Spain teams that you and I watched when we were young at the Euros, like it does not strike fear in me whatsoever. I think they're going to be a massive disappointment at this tournament. Yeah, if that's if this knee injury is serious for him, he might be in question of even playing the tournament, which is set to be yeah. in, in uh, June. Mm-hmm. So um, they're saying the draw for the tournament is December second. So we'll find out okay. which team, which what are the groups by the by the next podcast or two. We'll figure out, but. Um, okay, I would have said Belgium because oh, they're going to suck too. After that performance in the last year's World Cup, 
it was the most disappointing of all of them. Um, and that's even with Germany not even making it out of the group. It was just a, a real shame with how they played. But all right, pot two, not as big as the other groups, but you have Hungary, Turkey, Romania, Denmark, Albania, who qualified well. They finished top in their group. And yeah. Austria. Anything jump off the paper? We saw Zubazlai jump into the crowd of fans after their last game yeah. and slammed a brewski with the, with the fans. He did. I looked up what that was, by the way. That yeah. was a large shot of, of hard alcohol. It was like Palenka, something like pa that. Palenka, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Hungary is the team that jumps off the page. Uh, Turkey, not a frightening team whatsoever. Same thing with Romania. Haven't been good since George Hagi was playing. Um, Denmark, uh, maybe Denmark. I don't know. They have a lot of experienced defenders, a lot of guys that actually feature in Premier League teams. We know about Brentford. They're like Denmark Jr. Um, Albania have only qualified for one previous Euro. Uh, that was Euro 2016, I believe. Uh, small side, small nation, nothing really doing there. Austria is an interesting one. Um, you've got guys like Alaba, who still hasn't retired from international play. You've got guys like, um, what is his name? Marcel Sabitzer, uh, who was a player that I wanted at Arsenal for a long time. That's a team that maybe could do some damage, but I think uh, a majority are looking at Hungary. Uh, they have the history of Ferenc Puskas, who's one of the best strikers of all time. A very proud nation. Not a huge nation, but very proud uh, and, you know, full of football and culture. I think Soboslai's been unbelievable for Liverpool uh, so far, even though the numbers aren't jumping off the page. And I think he continues that uh, sort of run with, with Hungary at the Euro. Yeah, I have some roots there. So similar to you with Sweden. Hungarian? Yeah. yeah. Similar with you with Sweden, who unfortunately Sweden didn't, didn't make it. My, my, all my hitters didn't make it. I'm going to have to pick a team. Yeah, so you're going to have to decide come come the summer which shouldn't be too hard so yeah uh pot three is where things get interesting this is where i try to read into how they decide the pots but topping out pot three we have the netherlands scotland croatia and then we have slovenia and slovakia and then czechia mm -hmm. so netherlands in pot three is going to make a group of death here with one yeah. of those pot one teams and preview to pot four italy's in there we could be seeing a germany netherlands italy group of depth type deal situation yeah it's very possible but the, um the netherlands are definitely the team i'd be looking for i would say this is the last major tournament we're gonna see maybe van dyke at his peak he's around 30 um yep. we could see him have a drop off but he's been playing well this year in the prem he's finally come around from that acl injury he had a couple seasons ago um against everton so yeah, the Netherlands is going to look tough. We got Gakpo, who made his made his uh, presence known this past World Cup. Liverpool caught wind and got him quickly, uh, and then the likes of uh, Memphis Depay might be an interesting person here, yep. um, and so on. And you got De Jong in the midfield. It should be an interesting team to look out for in this tournament to shake things up. Yeah, I mean, I worry. I I really worry about if Gakpo will show up as the striker he was at the World Cup, because we saw what he looked like at that World Cup. I mean, he was on fire, like unbelievable. 
like RVP levels of scoring was just so good for the Netherlands. And then obviously he came into Liverpool and he's kind of been on the fringe of the squad. I mean, you see him every once in a while. You see him as a sub. Sometimes they start him and he plays like it's not even it's like left center mid. He's being played out of position. I'm curious to see if he gets right up back on that that you know international team pace that he was on at the World Cup, or if he's maybe. Uh, you know, a little bit off uh, as opposed to what we're expecting. But the Netherlands should still be, you know, very threatening. They have so many talented players. Yeah, some key guys we haven't seen it, make it at the international level but are doing well at their club. We've seen Mickey van der Ven with Tottenham. Yep. He'll be somebody to watch out for as well as Xavi Simmons. The former, yeah, he's, he's so good, man. Former Barcelona, he was at PSG, and now he's with PSV, I believe, at the yep. club level. So he's been making his name known. And up top, they don't really have a main number nine besides you got Gakpo. Gakpo. We, we mentioned Gakpo. They have about Ve- Ve- uh, Veghorst still in the area. <laughs> yeah, he had that double in the um, World Cup against Argentina that almost made them knock out and then went to penalties. But yeah, they'll be interesting. Croatia's always in here, a veteran squad. But I would say the team that maybe a lot of neutrals would be supporting would be Scotland. We haven't seen Us. Scotland yeah. do well on the international level for a very long time. Um, they're looking interesting. Scott McTominay going to be the leader for them. Plays like a whole different guy. Yeah, I mean, Scotland probably haven't been good since Kenny Dalglish, which was a very, very, very long time ago at this point. Um, McTominay plays in the center here uh, for Scotland, but he's actually their goal scorer as well. Uh, he takes the free kicks. He's all over on the corners. I mean, if I don't necessarily know if it's a good business decision to go with Scott McTominay as your talisman, but he's been really good for them. His goal scoring record is fantastic for Scotland. I don't know if they've got the gas to go deep, but they can certainly play spoiler if nothing else. Yep, and then I already mentioned Pot Four has Italy in there. The other two teams that we know of, we're gonna skip. Hold on, we're gonna skip Croatia. Well, I didn't know if there was much you went with the veteran squad. We have Modric aging out. Um, Kovacic hasn't been the same for the past couple years. Um, they're just they, that's a team that you see. You're like, oh, they should be tough, but they don't have anybody that that jumps out at you that you're, you're scared I, of. I think the way I am fucking horrified. I would be horrified to uh, to go off against Jasko Gvardio. He. It's not like he gets a ton of time at City. Like You see him, but you don't see him all the time. He was so good at the World Cup. So, so, so good. And he was injured. And he was wearing the mask on top of it. Yeah, He was unreal. He was such a good defender. Probably the best defender at the World Cup, in my opinion. Um, and then they've got that Livakovic guy in net. I think he, got, he earned a move after the World Cup. And he was so good. I, I just think they're going to be very very tough to break down um you're right in the fact that you know you're not scared of anybody really going forward there i think they have it's is it kramerich maybe up top who plays there yeah. still andre kramerich or kramerich he they plays for listed, they have him listed as uh, the 10 in their team plays as yeah he plays for maybe he plays for hoffenheim i think um in germany in the bundesliga yeah, so you're yeah. not worried about that necessarily going forward. Orsic maybe sometimes, but um, yeah, I just think they're going to be really tough to break down. That's kind of how they were all of last year. Like, it was very tough to score on them. So uh, they didn't meet their end until, what, the semifinal against that Argentina yeah. to beat them, or was it France to beat them? Argentina beat Croatia in the semis. France beat um, 
Morocco. Netherlands. Oh, it was Morocco. Yeah, fuck. Mm -hmm. That the All right. yeah could have seen Morocco Croatia final. Yeah, but the IAs Slovenia Slovakia Czechia, not worried about that. No, that's it. Those are teams that we're very unfamiliar with. I know um, Jan Oblak plays for Slovenia. Slovakia. Okay, yeah, I always confuse that. I just that's. They're... The That's... flags are dangerously close, man. Yeah, so, and then Slovenia finished second joint with Denmark in their group, and then Slovakia finished second in the Portuguese, in the Portugal group. So they both were in difficult groups there, but they both move on. Czech Republic, Czechia, as they're known now. That's a team that in the past you always would equivalent to uh, uh, Mar or Rizitz, Thomas Rudzitsky and That's all right. Petr Cech. And, um, Go. really testing the ball knowledge there but should be interesting teams that could shake it up and then uh pot four italy serbia and switzerland are the three teams confirmed so far and then we have the three playoff positions for those 12 teams we talked about at the start um italy they're defending mm. their title but they're in pot four so they're going to be put in with one of those pot one teams they're, they haven't had very good success on the international level with, yeah. um they had new management change earlier this year i think yep because i think mancini walked away um so what do we what do you think the goal for them is here to defend the title to just give a good competition like what is it do you think well so the the thing about the manager you have to remember that italy named um luciano spalletti who won um, Serie A last year with Napoli and made the Champions League semi-final. Was that the f semis? Yeah, There's a semi. Yeah, they lost to the um, Inter. Yeah, yeah, they lost to Inter and they went to the Champions League final. But uh, unbelievable manager. I mean, just a fantastic appointment. Uh, Spalletti wanted to retire from club uh, on top, which we don't see all that much these days. So. Um, you know, that was great for him to be able to go and represent his country at an international level as the manager uh, of one of the best teams they've had in a very long time. Uh, however, this team, when you look at it on paper, is not that scary. They don't inspire anything in me that would say, yeah, they'll make it out of a group with that has, you know, France or, or England in it. I, I just can't see it. And I know... They managed to somehow best England in that World Cup or in that Euro final, but I don't see it. Um, I think probably their best attacking player is Federico Chiesa, who obviously comes from a very proud footballing um, lineage in Italy. But I just I don't necessarily see it. I'm not I'm not frightened about them whatsoever. Uh, they'll probably make some noise, but I cannot see them defending the title. No way, man hard to do that against all of these teams yep we got switzerland back in there they're always a team that can cause upsets we've seen that in the past they've had big Shaka. upsets against france and and england before and then obviously serbia is a team that's very dangerous with mitrovic and vlahovic up top they could be a danger there we'll see how mitrovic does after his full season in in saudi but hmm, i don't know we'll see I'm really excited. Obviously, I think France is our favorite. If we had to pick now, this could be Ronaldo's last Mazer tournament at the age of 38, probably yep. tur turning 39. I think he has an early birthday. So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can end it on top somewhere. Um, All right. 
Is there anything else you wanted to add on before we move on to the the picks for the prem here? Nah, not really. Let's get into it. All right, we we jump right into it for what is that game week thirteen here? That's right. Um, Man City hosting Liverpool, the early kickoff Saturday. Um, where are you leaning towards? Klopp came out and says they're always getting the short end of the stick and changed to this early game. I think Liverpool play the most early games in a year, every year. Or is that is that going to hurt them or help them here against a Man City team that I think Erling Holland picked up a knock and pulled he out did. early, so I think he'll be fit. Ederson also knocks, but I think that's just Pep trying to keep his players safe for this massive game because this whoever wins this is going to be at first. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking at this point, like, this is probably the most even match you can get uh, in terms of teams right now. I think in star power, Liverpool are the only other team that can match City. Did he have it all over the pitch? I'd say Liverpool have it a little bit further up the pitch, pretty much just across the front three. But they've got Van Dijk. I mean, they've got Allison. They, they do have great players everywhere. I I think the bitching and moaning from Klopp is kind of a consistent thing. I mean, he fucking does it all the time. So do the fans. Pretty much just challenging to deal with. Um, but I think that, that they can kind of weasel through City's back line. I, I, I like a draw. I don't think City are just going to you know give them three points, but I, I like a draw. That's also best for Arsenal if, if there's a draw here. Yep, that's along the lines what I was thinking. Just too even. These teams know each other pretty well. A one-one maybe. Uh, I was thinking more like a two-two high-scoring game. We saw the the Man City's most recent game before the break, the four-four with Chelsea. If Chelsea scoring four goals on you, I would lean towards Liverpool here. But um, I think Pep takes Liverpool in a different light, and they just take it so much serious that uh, over the past five, six years, them button heads to the top of the table every year pushing each other. So um, I'm thinking like you, same, taking a draw. Zach's going to take Liverpool. All right. Cool. Uh, next one, Newcastle hosting Chelsea. Newcastle, a lot of injuries coming through this season. Isak, though, is set to be back for this game, along with uh, Mio Amaron. He picked up a knock in their last game, but wasn't as serious. He should be back. Um, Chelsea, we could see the uh, the Premier League debut of Nkunku here. He's set to be back. What are we thinking here? Uh, hammering Chelsea at this point. Uh, Newcastle are absolutely battered. Chelsea riding high. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to look like You know, coming back after everybody's played internationally, but I would imagine that Chelsea will continue the pace that we're on. I, I take them to win this one and very, very comfortably. Yep, I'm taking Chelsea as well. After the last two games, the how Poch has set up his team and the way they look out on the pitch and how they express themselves, it's looking confident. And they're it's all centered around Connor Gallagher and Cole Palmer. They've been my two favorite players to watch as of lately, and hopefully they can continue here. So I'm going to back the boys. Zach is going to take Newcastle, though. He's going the other way. Okay. Oh, uh, interesting. He thinks it's a trap, eh? Yep, he's not buying it. He's taking home dogs. Um, Nottingham Forest hosting Brighton. News Ugh. news broke. Brighton are going to be without uh, Kara Matoma. He picked up an injury. Uh, he's listed as a doubt. Um, so no Matoma, no March, no Danny Welbeck. Dehoud is still suspended. Uh, Lewis Dunk, Estupignon are questionable. This team's kind of falling apart at the moment, and they're mm. playing a Forest team at home who 
take it take it very seriously when they're in front of their home fans. They're with no major injuries. Awani hasn't been firing as of lately, but he sh- didn't he pick up a knock in international? We said. Awani, yeah, just just a bit. I mean, he was injured, then he came back, then he got kind of like banged up again. He is hurt though. Yeah, but I'm leaning towards Forest here. <laughs> I think they get the win. Brighton have just looked so inconvincing, and their form is looking the worst out of almost every team in the league so far. They're still without a win in their last, I think, seven now. I'm gonna go with Brighton in this one for no other reason that uh, one of my one of my friends, good friend, uh, he's playing uh, at a D1 school now. Um, he's been chatting to uh to this girl who plays uh on the the D one soccer team. Her last name's Ferguson. Oh, she no. she mentioned she mentioned to him that her cousin plays professionally. What? And I I said back to him, I said I bet you I know who that is. So I I, I located her Instagram account. I went on. Her fucking cousin's Evan Ferguson. That's why. How about that? Interesting, right? And I said he scored a hat trick in the prem this year, like that's that's a mail ticket, buddy. Keep talking to her. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Brighton. I, I thought that's that's too much of a sign, right? Yeah, uh, that is the most. How cool is that, though? That's 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 some small world stuff right there. He's a baseball player. He doesn't care about soccer. He right. was, I was like, dude, that's really that, that's cool. That's really cool. He'll be bagging you some Arsenal or Man United tickets in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. He'll make his he'll make his hundred million pound move in a couple of years after Deserby's done with them. Yeah, hopefully. Still, I, he's going to be playing now, though, right? Because Matoma's out. He's a forward player. They're going to slot somebody else over to the left, and then I would imagine Ferguson plays. Uh, the way they've been setting up, it's been some sort like Buena Note and Adingra a bit on the wings, and Lalana. Yeah. Lalana would be in behind. Um, and then they've been going with Fatty up front, and Ferguson's been coming off yeah, the Yeah, he is good, though. Fatty is good. So he's always dealing with competition. We still forget he's only 19 years old. Um, yep. Born in 2004, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, same same birthday as my mom. Just looked at. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Forest. Evan's going Brighton. And Zach's also going with Nottingham Forest. All right. Move on to probably the stinkiest game of the week, but uh, has a lot on the line here. Sheffield hosting Bournemouth. Two straight games without a loss um, for Sheffield. A win and a draw there. Bournemouth coming off a big win over Newcastle. Um, Bournemouth, what is that? They're four points clear of the drop. Sheffield with, with, a, with a win gets them out of the drop. Um, massive six-pointer, the definition of it. What are we saying here? I am going to go with I'd actually rather claw my eyes out and I will watch this game anyway but I am going to go with Bournemouth they've showed me more I think there's a little bit more of a set tactical game plan uh, with Iriola than there is right now at Sheffield United so I know both of these teams have been in better form right now Bournemouth got six uh, out of their last possible nine Sheffield only have four uh, I will go with Bournemouth. I mean, this is a this is a flyer. It's a toss up, but I'll I'll take them. We'll take the cherries. This game will be easy to miss uh, if you don't oh, want to watch it. There are five games going on at the same time. Chelsea Newcastle. I'm going to assume is going to be the goal zone game that's centered. Uh, I'm also going Bournemouth, and so is Zach. Um, I've been I've been holding the agenda going against Iriola, but that's two wins in their last three. 
and uh, with another one here could put them in a great spot. Also helping their credit is Everton getting that 10 point deduction. So uh, it's looking up for the Cherries there on the South Coast. Uh, we move on to Burnley though, another team in the in the in the struggle bus. They're hosting West Ham here, who got their first win after a three match losing streak. Burnley though have not won a game at home, only won one game this year, and that was away to Luton. So uh, this is looking pretty favorable for David Moyes, if I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I go with West Ham in this one, no doubt. Yep, Lyle Foster has extended his his uh time out he is it's listed he's going to be out for another week or two with yeah. his mental illness mental health uh, <laughs> it'll be something that will probably never be explained but we just have they, to deal they with. shouldn't they shouldn't put all right hold on quickly before like this is an aside but with mental health you should not put a limit on that you shouldn't be like yeah his, his mind's only fucked for the next next two weeks that shit lasts if they were serious they'd say take as long as you need that's that's not fair to them if they're if, if that's actually what's going on if he's having a tough time he's depressed or he's struggling with anxiety like he should be getting the help he needs it shouldn't just be two weeks that's so unfair it's been almost a month but still Probably not the right thing to say at the at the time right now, but no. I think Vincent Company has more issues than than Lyle Foster at the time. That's me being certainly ignorant, does. I wouldn't no, want to be fair. in company situation right now. That's either. fair. That would be a lot of stress on me trying to figure out how we're going to get points. When we're I think he has mental health too. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but he is a champion at heart, Lions Lion champion. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm going West Ham. Zach, on the other hand, taking a draw. He's taking Burnley here, getting their first point at home. Fucking hell. Uh, last game here, that is probably forgettable. We have Luton hosting Crystal Palace. Uh, a reason to watch this, though, we're going to see Alyssa and Eze most likely going to be starting together for the first time this season. Um, Get in. I'm going to take Palace. Zach has also taken Palace. Yeah, that's going to be a three-way there. I'll take Palace as well. Okay. Yep. We've seen lately, though, that... Uh, that Everton game, when Elise and Ezzy were in there together, they couldn't get the job done against a surging Everton team. We should see how it goes against a Luton team at um, when they're at home. They, their last home game, they got that massive point against Liverpool. I don't think they'll have, they'll be able to get the same emotion up as high for this game, um, unless they got something against Roy Hodgson. But should be one to watch uh, in the background if you have multiple screens. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the headliner for the Saturday afternoon, uh, we have Brentford hosting Arsenal. David Raya cannot play in this game, so Aaron Ramsdale is in. Uh, Thank fuck. What are we thinking here? Yeah, I'll take Arsenal in this one. I think they're winning a route. Jesus is back. Uh, I was getting chippy in that game last night, actually, between Argentina uh, and Brazil. Which, yep. fuck, we should have talked about that. Holy fuck, what a nightmare first, that was. First, um, uh, that's 64-1 and one record, I think, now. Brazil when they're at home. I don't know in the yep. time span of that, but that's their first loss in a very long time at home. That's true. Um, yeah, I'll take Arsenal. I think they'll win this one in a route. Uh, and Ketia probably relegated to the bench. A uh, bit unfortunate for him, but Martinelli scored over international break. Uh, we've got Jesus, and then we're going to have Saka as well. So I think this is pretty much full strength. Um, Odegaard should also be back, so we're not going to have to see... Uh, I guess Jorginho probably will still be in the side. Pain. But they're not renewing his contract. I'll still take Arsenal. Yeah, that's definitely something I saw. I think Brentford confirmed Nathan Collins picked up a knock over international break. Mm. He'll be missing the next match or two. So 
Um, he's been been great for them so far in the back when they have their back three or whether it's just him and Pinnock. So we could see Ben Mee getting the start. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Arsenal uh, and Zach is as well. All right, three games left, only two on Sunday, unfortunately. First game, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning here for us. Tottenham hosting Aston Villa. Tottenham, two straight defeats. A loss here puts them outside the top four because Aston Villa are in fifth right behind them. Uh, a massive one here for the confidence for both teams. What are we thinking? Uh, I think I have to go with fucking Villa. I mean, I don't want to. I really would rather say you know Tottenham or a draw, but... Just based on what's going on with with Tottenham's injury situation right now, I don't know how you can pick them against this Villa team, which has been soaring and kind of going above expectations all year. I think I got to go with Unai's men here. Yep, uh, Udogi's back after his suspension, but he is recovering from a lingering hamstring injury. Uh, he didn't play with Italy over this break, so that he could be a game time decision. Romero is still out. Basuma in uh, that latest game, picked up his fifth yellow, so he'll be out as well. Uh, no Richarlison, no Madison, no Vandevin. It's looking really tough, and Wolves had so many opportunities to score, and obviously Wolves isn't a team that capitalize on it, but uh, Villa is a team I'm, I'm worried for them to play against, so I'm taking Villa. Zach's going with a draw, though. He thinks home field advantage should be, mean something here. Uh, This game right here, I would say, behind the Man City-Liverpool game is the one I'm most interested in. Everton hosting Manchester United. 10-point deduction for Everton. It's at Goodison against a Man United team that is really poor to watch. They picked up a few injuries over international break. Onana has a back injury. He could be a doubt for this game, which would mean backup. Uh, Alte Bayender, the Turkish goalkeeper they just signed, could make his debut at a hostile environment. Um, not looking good here. I'm taking Everton. Zach's going with a draw. What are you thinking, Evan? Matt, I am going to ride with you in solidarity. I am also taking Everton. I said last week, I think this deduction galvanizes Everton. Uh, I'm not going to go back on my word. I'll take him. I think they win this game. Yeah, I just it's going to be interesting to see how they come out with uh, the news, and obviously the fans are going to be there protesting, I'm sure, before and after the game. And if we thought what we've seen the past couple of years when they've been struggling with relegation, the amount of support the fans give, I think they're going to be fully behind the players here and push them on and on to get themselves out of this hole. So I don't think they could be playing a better team as well against a United team that's really struggling at the moment, both on and off the pitch. Um, okay, and we conclude with Monday Night Football there. Not the best one, but should be a close one. We have Fulham hosting Wolves here. Wolves without Craig Dawson. He picked up his fifth yellow in that Tottenham game, just like Basuma. So he'll be out of this game, which is a big loss. Um, no Pedro Neto, of course. Fulham have not looked like themselves since last year. Um, uh-huh. And they also will, will be without a major player. Jao Paulinha will be suspended mm. with his, his fifth yellow. And when I've looked at it, whenever they play without him, I don't think they have a win. Um, so I'm going to ha- still have faith here because Craig Dawson is out. I'm going to take Fulham, which is a little foolish. Uh, Zach is as well taking Fulham. Uh, I'm going to try and make up a point here. I will take a draw. I think it's a slow game. Maybe a 1-1. Could also see a 0-0. Um, 
The the defending for Fulham has been poor, but surely it can't be as poor as it's been all season. Uh, eventually, they're due for a clean sheet. I think Wolves defend all right as well. Uh, I'll take I'll just take a draw. I don't know if it, there'll be goals or not, but neither of these teams move me. Uh, Wolves especially without Neto. Yeah, we could see the revenge game for Raúl Jiménez, his first time playing against his former club here. After I don't think we have to worry about. It. <laughs> He did pick up his first goal last week. He did. Against, uh, he did. I think they played West Ham, was it? Yeah, or no, Aston Villa, sorry. He picked up his first goal for the club. Um, but yeah. yeah, should be a nice way to close off the week. And then after that, we'll be in the mixer there with multiple midweek game weeks and stuff. So things should start be picking up and becoming crazier here for you guys yep. to listen on. Uh, a lot of content to review. But yep, that, that concludes us. Just around 40 minutes. Nice to end it there. Um yep. Evan, is there anything you want to say before we leave out um, and enjoy our Thanksgiving, I guess? No, I was just going to say happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the football uh, on t- tomorrow, Thursday. Enjoy the football on the weekend, uh, college and also the real football, which is what we care about here. Um, yeah, take care. Enjoy. You know, have a good time. Have a couple beers. Have a cider. That's what I'm having while I'm finishing up recording this. Uh, and stay safe, you know? Yep, absolutely. Ditto on all those points. We'll see you this time next week, hopefully. Um, Mm -hmm. Things should be back on schedule. And then after that, we might see some double episodes in a week if we can squeeze those in. If not, we'll have to cram multiple game weeks in the same episode. So um, until then, take care, and we'll see you next time.